Hey everybody, it's John. I wanted to remind you that we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Over there on Patreon, Mitch and I discuss subjects concerning movies and television and just about anything else we want to talk about. So uh, if you want to come over there, you can subscribe for $2 a month for one episode or $5 a month for every episode at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Thank you. Brian and I'm Jason Heck and this is an, another Alien Minute Productions commentary. Today we'll be talking to you or talking over Total Recall. Talking at? Talking about at over 1990s Total Recall. 1990s As Paul there was Verhoeven's more than one. Total, yes oh yeah wow. Which yeah, I've did, never seen. <laughs> Has anybody seen the uh, other one? I, I did. Okay how was it Jason? It was in earnest which meant it was n- inferior. Um, it was just a straightforward action pick and a lot of money, um, and um, it was a, a giant tunnel through the Earth that whisked people from one side of the planet to the other, and there were rebels in the tunnel, maybe? Wait, uh, Earth? There, no Mars. Th- there's no Mars? I Here's the thing. <clears throat> The movie is so unmemorable yeah. that they might have actually gone to Mars, <laughs> but I don't remember. What I remember was the gigantic tunnel through the Earth, which they don't even deal with, you know, things like the core. They don't even just, they just, it's there. And I think Kate Beckinsale had the, because um, she was married to the director, the guy who did Underworld, I think, Len, Lem something? Yes. I don't, Len. Len? Yeah. Lenny. Is it Lenny? Anyway, um, she had the turncoat wife role. She had the Lori role. Okay. Um, and, you know, se- secret badass bad girl. Um, and then, um, you know, the eminently forgettable Colin Farrell, who is Aww. hardly no, Schwarzenegger. That's kind of mean. That they, might be true, but Colin Farrell is very, uh, he's excellent in many films. Yeah. Sure, Fright Night. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm there. Look, I, see, I see you only watch certain kinds of films. Jason, no, so. I look, I, I'll, I'll acknowledge that In Bruges is goddamn amazing. I will absolutely that was the start. that. Before uh, that, right. I did not like and him And certainly he peaked with SWAT. Um, <laughs> and then obviously, uh, but a Man's lot of people Man's got to earn a living. SWAT. Clearly, he's got to earn, he's got paychecks SWAT, to take. Yeah. No, we're watching the good one. We're watching the 1990 Total Recall, which ranks up there on the entirely amazing scale. It really does. I saw it at the at Universal City. Uh, in 1990, I think the night it opened, totally packed theater. Everybody was having a blast. When did you guys see it? Do you remember when or home, where? Home video immediately upon release. Um, but I, I was, I can't quite figure this out. I was dying to see it. This is right at the cusp of me being able to go see R-rated movies in the theater. Mm-hmm. I remember very clearly watching 
Entertainment Tonight and seeing them cover the premiere. And Drew Barrymore being interviewed, her saying, it was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Drew, I want to see it too. And yet, the, <laughs> the very first R-rated movie I saw in the theater was RoboCop 2, which came out mm. 20 days later. Why didn't I see Total Recall? Mm. I don't remember. Huh. That's weird. I remember being super excited. I was at a movie with my best friend Tony in Bannister Square. Mm-hmm. No, Oak Park, Oak Park Plaza. And they had the teaser poster. And it was Arnold, kind of his forehead at the bottom. And this weird sort of dark side of the moon graphic. And it oh. said, how would you know if somebody stole your mind? And so it was like coming on the heels of, you know, Running Man and Predator. Like pretty cerebral Arnold. This is not mm-hmm. Kindergarten Cop, clearly. And we were really curious about it. And then the movie opened. And we were there opening night, and it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was so violent, but we were laughing so hard. We got it. We 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 got why you know Verhoeven was over the top and why he made it the way he did, and and we loved it. Yeah. We really dug it. And of course, we we were so into Ronnie Cox as the bad guy after RoboCop, and he was so great as Cohagen. Loved it. it. It's one of those movies where. I remember spending much of the 90s going, you know, getting in a conversation with someone and them saying they hadn't seen it. And you haven't seen it? We're watching it. It was one of those I showed to many, many people throughout the 90s. It makes $265 million, and you're like, you didn't see it? Yeah. It was such a huge, huge hit. Biggest movie in 1990, right? I think so, and it debuted at number one, too. Yeah, it was number one in 1990. Yeah, and it's, it's also peak Arnold, right? I mean, it's, you know, you can say T2 is peak Arnold. But he has so much less to do in T2 than he does in this. This, to me, is Arnold at his absolute charismatic actingist, actionist best, where he kind of, every part of the Venn diagram merges perfectly in, in Doug Quaid. I, 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 will, I will agree with you on that, Jason. Well, T2 yeah. is peak Linda Hamilton. Uh, uh, and that, and that, sadly, that peak movie. Eddie Furlong. As well, yeah. Sadly, <laughs> sadly enough, that first movie was yeah. yeah. Peak Ed Furlong. You could say peak Danny Cooksey if you wanted to, but um, certainly peak Eddie Furlong. Yeah. All right. So how we're going to do this is uh, you at home, if you're actually going to do this and watch it with us, uh, go ahead and play the TriStar logo and watch Pegasus come flying past, and then as soon as it fades to black, pause it. So then that's what we're going to do. And then we'll go. So are we ready to do that? We'll start it. Let's count down. One, two, three, play. Okay, we're excellent. We're on our way. So here we go. The Carol Co. logo comes up. What do you think of? You think of Vanya Mark Equality right there. You think of Mario Casar and Andy Vanya. And you also maybe think of the Menendez brothers. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Ouch (laughs) as well. But uh, yet they spent a lot of money on this movie considering how long it had been in development and how many scripts had had been written for it, you know? And yeah. De, Laurent- drafts De Laurentiis had it, and apparently Bruce Beresford was watching the sets being torn down yeah. as DEG went down the tubes. <laughs> and they With Patrick Swayze, his star? He, yeah. So yeah. W- wasn't, the, wasn't it like within a day that Beresford made that call to Shusit, who then talked to Schwarzenegger, who then called Kazar? Who then purchased it for three million dollars, all within like a day. It right? happened really fast. It happened really, yeah. really because, fast. Because because Schwarzenegger wanted to do it or had wanted to do He'd it and had heard about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He definitely was circling it. Um, and then he went. He he went to Verhoeven, right? That was his. That was. 
I th- well, I that had different now Verhoeven because they were going to do Crusade together, right? Well, Verhoeven had been Schuster's choice back in '81 oh, after yeah. Soldier yeah. of that Orange. Was it. That's that's what Before, it was. When when Verhoeven was anti-sci-fi, which he became suddenly pro-sci-fi. Yeah. With RoboCop, and then it was to- then this is a ready-made Verhoeven project. I mean, it, I would have guessed it. He developed it had I never known anything about this movie because it's so right up his alley. Yeah. Of what I know of of Paul Verhoeven, but. Um, yeah, it's well, they were up and running, and they got a lot of good people to work on this thing pretty quick. I'm always amazed when this music happens. It sounds like Basil Polidorus. It sounds like the Conan know. score, you I know, know it does. and um, which is like nothing against the score because it's it's an amazing score. And there was a short version released, and then the whole thing finally got re-recorded and and released later. Seventy, he has seventy-five minutes of music in the film, uh, and it is one of Jerry Goldsmith's. I think one of his best scores. But he's a chameleon. He can do any yeah. genre. That's the thing about him. You want you want big and booming. He can certainly crank that out with the best of them. So here we, we got, got Gary Goldman's uh, credit there, and he really he really brought it home. Yeah, we I could, think we might hit those points when they come in the script. But to me, knowing what I now know about how the writing process went down, he's the guy that provided the things that really make the script special. Like where. You could kind of see if had he not brought these fresher elements to the second half of the movie, right? The third which act is always is the him. problematic yeah. part of the script as the years went on during uh, development. So this opening with this um, this incredible model work, and then we've got the characters uh, that we can see that I assume were uh, optically printed in, probably. Um, I love the fact that it opens the movie up on Mars. You wouldn't have to do this, but it's kind of like, hey, everybody. Remember, this was a really big, expensive movie, and we're not going to screw around. We're going to give you right off the bat the fact that it's, you know, it's this big potential space opera. And it's nice that it sticks with the book, right? He he's dreaming about someone special when he wakes up in the in the first page of the book. He dreamt of Mars. I think. Well, he dreamt of Mars. The first line of the of the book of the short. Or he awoke and and he he had dreamt of Mars. And his. Bitchy wife Kirsten was the one who <laughs> she's just who's a kind hair of the anti Lori. She's I awful. Sure she's in a house coat with a cigarette dangling out of her mouth, and a, <laughs> I did not quite shared stone. So we even sure. get uh, bulging Rob Bottin eyes here, yeah, just to so. just to make sure we know what 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 movie kind of movie we're watching. Um, I love the fact that his name in the movie is is Doug Quaid, because there was a vice president named Dan Quayle, and the character in the short story is. Doug Quayle, and they said, I don't no. think that's a very good idea. I, I'm sure that's one reason, but also you don't name Schwarzenegger Quayle. No, probably Quaid not. Is right, the, right. The, you don't have a Larry Pigeon played right. by Arnold it's Schwarzenegger. It's a, well, that's the Wally Cox version, <laughs> right. where his name is Quayle. Eddie Deason is our hero, Egbert, <laughs> right? So his wife is quite the opposite of Kirsten. Um, yeah. She is kind of keeping him in this mental stasis with sexuality and love and sexy support, whereas Kirsten was... Basically, constantly yelling at him, but but she's still <laughs> got the drop the on him. She's still she's still there's this jealousy, there's this sense of of, you know, he's it's weird. He's weirdly vulnerable. Like you know, this is as vulnerable as Arnold's gonna get, right? Um, and there's also you know a great prize to be had if he uh, can get himself out of that mess because there you go. He gets he gets to spend a little quality time with Sharon Stone. He looks lying there in bed like I would look standing in a gym after 10 years. <laughs> that's that's Arnold in repose, for God's sake. 
I just think that it starts out with this this amazing interpersonal energy between the two of them. I, yeah. I think that the movie has, uh, it's it's so self assured, you know, it's so cocky all the all the way through all of the choices that it makes. Verhoeven knows what he's got with these two, and and both of them know, I think, very very clearly what they're bringing to this situation, right? I mean, she's super sexy, confident. And he's, you know, amazing, his his body. And there's just there's just this uh, wonderful confidence that the movie has. You know that you're in good hands by this point in the film. I'm like, I'm yeah. when we get to the jackhammer, I really know I'm in good hands. But yeah. but it's just um it's it's very, very uh confident. And I and I love the eighties makeup on the and even though it was released in ninety, in, it's an eighties movie, right? Well, then we, we makeup and hair is still very eighties. We discussed this concept of the eighties plus. Um, can I call it eighties plus? Like this Predator Two, yeah. Predator Two, where the it's like it can kind of tell it's nineties, but where there's a whole lot of eighties still going on in here, because the eighties didn't really start till or the nineties didn't really start till at least ninety two. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's. I what? like the subtle little nods of of high tech, but it's it's not you know there are no hover cars racing around. They are described in the in the story. I noticed, yes, though. indeed, yeah. yeah. There's a version of a Johnny Cab too in the story. It's not exactly yeah. a Johnny Cab, right? Yeah, <laughs> his sir or madam, as it constantly refers to him. It doesn't have the the you know the wit of a Robert Picardo, you know. And in the and in the book, the thing to remember, I mean, you look at who was going to be cast as Quaid. I mean, you know, William Hurt was was I mean, he was supposed to uh, Dreyfus was very interested in playing him. I mean, yeah. he was supposed to be a geeky everyman, not, you know, a Hercules. Uh, who, you right. Know. And so that's what I think is so wonderful is that, OK, he's not he's not going to be an everyman. How do we lean into that and and sort of invite the audience to believe that he's kind of an everyman well, right? the, it's the, challenging but the it's simple great. choice of making him a construction worker i think it's and it, but but with those muscles jack, and right. the jackhammer if you so, were going to jackhammer you're going to look like arnold right. that's what we should all exactly that's what i thought i also think that the interplay and the relationship with media and video in this thing is um a part of robocop and a part of starship troopers right, right. the sure. three of them together it's a big theme is this whole question of of the the visual the image you know the video image and we get some uh, good exposition here as we see our who will become our, our chief villain. It's one of my favorite moments is the kiss and, and looking with one eye, you know, still keeping his eye on the ball. I, lo I love that, and I think that's great. And I love that he refers to him as Mr. Quato, right? I mean, <laughs> Mr. That's Quato. Very, polite. very polite, yeah, Mr. Bond. <laughs> But he's still he's dreaming. He's still intrigued with the idea of of Mars, right? I mean, yeah. that's still the idea that comes from the short story, and that, that still finds it its way into this movie. Well, we know it's the future because uh, the World Series now has is played it's in actually Japan. in the world. Yeah. yeah, it's actually the Tokyo Samurais are up for the championship this year. That'd be great, wouldn't it? I'd I love, love it. the itch here. I really wish it was a World Series. I love the itch that he has because we all have it. I think I was meant for something more than this, he says, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not an unreasonable thought to have. He's uh, he's not dim. He's clearly a pretty decent guy. He's intrigued by his dreams, but he knows he has this very strong feeling that he doesn't belong in this life. And a lot of us have had that at one point in our lives. It's relatable. Not so, all of us are married to a supermodel wife, but... Right. So here we are in Mexico City, 
This yep. is um, they they used the subway and they added they added elements they painted you know the every they added colors, but it, they said that that was sort of the perfect neo brutalist uh, design. Filled with what we call mextras or Mexican extras. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. Also, we're in one of the first CGI shots, right? Right. Ever. Not, uh, they used the computer to yeah to pull it off. The first time, not the first time. I mean, we've had a couple of CGI shots earlier in in film but uh this is the bridge right this this is mm -hmm. the one that kind of ends the era of the might of the miniatures and the in-camera effects and next thing we get is t2 and we're getting very digital yeah you think you're right i think practical effects this might be their swan song well there's some good ones <laughs> so we'll, we'll point them Edgemar. out when we get there yeah so here we are with these monitors everywhere um added into the real uh subway train which is pretty cool that they that they they retrofitted it and it looks completely convincing. <laughs> so here it is. This shows where he gets those muscles. Well, yeah, I love it. Harry Harry lets the gut <laughs> do the work, whereas Quaid actually overpowers the hammer with his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harry mostly relies the great, on the gut. The great Bobby Costanza <laughs> back there, right? <laughs> He's, he's Bullock in, in Batman the Animated Series. Oh, is Harry, he? He is. Harry's a union man, clearly. <laughs> just, you get the vibe that he kind of coasts a little bit. <laughs> it is funny to think that... Uh, <laughs> to think that these two guys basically do the same thing <laughs> with their job. Right. I mean, in both ways, they do. In, in both realities, they do the same thing. It's kind of weird... Uh, a little, a little, a little caveat, a little warning about the the potential dangers of recall. I think that, um, like you know, the book really plays plays around with, um, the suspense of us being ahead of Quaid, and we know that the that the recall people realize something has gone wrong and that they're in on it. Right. I think this leans into the mystery a little bit more. Of of you know, he, we're kind of finding it out a lot more with him because there's a bigger mystery to be discovered. Well, recall with the half refund they offer him in the book. Oh, that's right. And in the book, in the book, it's her breasts. It's her that blue are, breasts are, that yeah. are that are bare and painted. Yeah, in case anyone. But only read two. The, uh, but only story. two. <laughs> right, just the two. Yeah. The, yeah, in the story, if anyone who hasn't read the story, the uh, receptionist here is just topless in the story. I did. I had to read it a couple of times ago. Is that what he's saying there? <laughs> I guess he is. Blue breasts. A little early for that, even though we know Paul Verhoeven wouldn't have a problem with that, really. It's a little early in the movie for it. And oh, and then the short story, they definitely spend a lot more time. Um, or in the, in the movie, you don't really spend a lot of time thinking about is it real or is it not real? Right. Because the more you ask that question, the more it pulls the audience out. And what's most important is staying on the ride once it starts, you know. Right. And then, in a couple of strategic places, they'll play that, they'll play the question about, you know, is this reality or is this all going on in your head? But um, it it doesn't doesn't lean into that too much once the adventure gets started. Well, Ver Verhoeven definitely wanted us to have that in the, at least in the back of our mind to keep us off balance. For he sure. wanted the, mm -hmm. us to be a little disturbed by the concept. And knowing full well, as he said, that nobody would want Schwarzenegger to be imagining this. Everybody wants Schwarzenegger to be doing this. Yeah, right. So if you're doubting that he's doing it, you're a little disturbed by that fact. But yeah, you're right. He never, there's tiny little hints 
And one could certainly make the argument that this is all imagined, but um, they never lean into it, like you said. There are, but if you watch it a few times, you can kind of see. Yeah, you some can find you can find the that, little clues. Well, yeah, and the fact sure. that Melina looks exactly like the girl at Recall, I think, That's is the, thing, the big yeah. screaming clue, right? And, and and you know when he rattles off the doc, when McLean rattles off essentially the plot of the movie, yeah. exactly what's going to happen, and they beat the bad guy and save the whole planet. That's pretty much what's going to happen. Yeah. So there are some pretty great clues, and Verhoeven certainly thinks that we're leaning in or, or or wants us to lean into it more than we are but i think the audience at some point just says it's a schwarzenegger movie i'm not really here to imagine alternate realities that might be occurring i gotta say i love that throw, kind of throwaway sci-fi <laughs> line recall is safer than getting on a rocket <laughs> just like okay so now i'm picturing everyone just getting on rockets <laughs> and i love the bullshit graph which means nothing yeah. right Look, it goes up. <laughs> Obviously, blue is a safer color. So he even has a picture of a rocket. Uh, right he there. does. Look at the that. picture. It's it was it's like from it's a kindergarten it's class. It's from his vacation, family vacation. So weird. <laughs> I think the ego trip is such a cool idea. Seriously, who wouldn't want to be Mitch Bryan on vacation, <laughs> or John Engel, or Jason Eck? You could be any one of us on vacation. I'm not leaving the hotel room. That'd be me. <laughs> I love the cut on this guy's jacket too. I was just going to say that's part of that. That's part of that eighties. It's like but it's also kind of shoulder. But it's also got this kind of ugly seventies kind of polyestery look to it as well. He looks like it's a greasy great. salesman, which yeah, is what he's supposed sure. to be, right? But I loved in this era that like just buttoning the top button and not wearing a tie was futuristic. Like <laughs> we see it in a lot of different movies, <laughs> right. right? It's like an aliens popping the top of your the, collar the up. Pop futuristic aliens right? is the classic. <laughs> it's like it all kind of started there in a way, but. But, uh, you know, give him credit for not doing crazy shit, right, with yeah. trying to over-imagine it or overthink it like the limousines in Time Cop, which are supposed to be 10 years in the future and are the dumbest-looking Jetsons-type vehicle right, you've right. ever seen. No, you don't want a Jetsons too much. I mean, the, the truth is what he's wearing is very 40s. Right. Like that jacket you would see, you know, in a black-and-white film. You wouldn't uh, – but you could see, you know, Fred McMurray – somebody I or some his, some schmarmy I, salesman that smile is so great he's yeah. just it's like a kid and you know in the in the short story he's just gets an injection or something so they go to the trouble to make this wonderful machine with and lots the, of and, buttons and the doctor she's great uh, Dr. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's good. i love well, her the the absolute um you know in all of verhoven's movies just the kind of ugliness underneath everybody <laughs> you know yeah like they turn ugly fast Two-headed monsters. <laughs> so here we we're seeing a lot of the stuff we see uh, later. There's the reactor. Yeah, that's right. See here, they have the safe, just Velcro straps. Where whereas a little later, <laughs> so yeah, they, they've got. They know better than they'll have them have yeah. lethal pin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cuffs. Yeah, on Mars with the agency, <laughs> you definitely want to make sure. Yeah. And I love the doctor's idea that people can, it's a great idea, you can have an affair via recall, right? You right. Know, slipping away for hanky-panky is kind of fun. This Ernie, got a Ernie. big, big laugh in the audience. With the sleazy part? Sleazy, part. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how she, to be honest, you'll enjoy it more. 
it is the it's the great Paul Verhoeven as fourteen year old boy. <laughs> you yeah, know, for sure. Doing all of the just letting the id run wild, the fourteen year old id. So this is probably computer generated too, right? Early yeah. CG. No, Dr. Lola is played by an actress. <laughs> <laughs> that's uncanny Yeah, that's Valley. the thing is that most of the CG that we had before this would have been graphics like this, like things that, you know, like uh, the Genesis, you know, right. film and Rathacon. Right. The big articulated one was the young Sherlock Holmes, right? Was right, the, the oh, yeah, right, the, right, the night. night. Yeah. But then there wasn't a whole lot in between that and here. Um I can't think of anything right now, actually, because I'm not sure if that night was a big hit with people. If they were like, maybe we should wait a little bit (laughs) and do this again. We burned out all nine of our VIC-20s bringing this thing to life. (laughs) I I thought this was, in the the theater, I I was so, I love the twist. I thought this was so great with her shrieking on the phone and trying yeah, to get it's it. Great. I, that's great. In the foreground there. That's a Bob little. And Ernie Funny enough, that's a little Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Doesn't that remind you a little Wrath of Khan, too? When you're yeah. On the, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that until just now. When they're on the space station. When they're on the space station yeah. in a hurry. could be Monobot on, on the monitor behind her. That could be Khan's body. That's Pax. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Save the sale, says Bob. That was a nice single shot down the hall and into the room, wasn't it? Oh, Ernie. Hapless oh. Ernie. And again, just the, the now they're just horrible people, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just they they're profane and they're <laughs> the little tick and pop on the sounds as he's squeezing his decker. But this is very much like the short story. I mean, it's not this, you know, it's not on at a le- up to 11, but this same idea of him coming right. out of the thing and and a half saying, pint I'm not who you think I am and, and all that business. And a half pint of horse tranquilizer into the thigh to slow him down and finally stop him. <laughs> down he goes. And Ernie is rethinking the internship. (laughs) (laughs) No college credit is worth this. You dumb bitch. Yeah, he is. He's awful. It's so awful. (laughs) (laughs) But this was great. We haven't implanted it yet. That was so great. What a great twist. And the dramatic, like, spin away. I always like (laughs) that. Perfect Sybil Shepherd style flounce. Yeah. Yeah, and so again, this is very much like the short story. Yeah. We're now ahead of him. We're we're watching them put it all together, and except in the book, <laughs> she just clocks the <laughs> shit out. Oh, of it's him. really it's so harsh. <laughs> in the book, what's it? Interplan, right? Interplanetary yeah, in, police or interplan, whatever they yeah. are. Yeah, interplan in the book. And of course, in the book, the his you know revelation starts to come about because he finds like fragments. Of what were they? Worms. The worms from right. This, that's yeah. much much later. Like so, right now, yeah. And this yeah. Well, much, no, it's right here. He finds it. Doesn't he goes he find home. It in the yeah. Cab? He go, he goes home and and yeah. finds them. Yeah. But he, here, of course, our revelation is going to come from like brutal violence, <laughs> like being taken. Yeah. Uh, a, a yeah exactly. revelation yes. is what one could call it. <laughs> Maybe we should go with just like a note he finds on the dresser, Paul. Or they could empty all the magazines into the man on the escalator. <laughs> or that too. Sure. So, so you know this is your buddy Robert it's Picardo. It's Robert Picardo, right? I know. It's <laughs> it so looks, awesome. Looks vaguely like it. Yeah. <laughs> it does, a little bit. <laughs> this was so outrageous in the 
in the movie. Oh, it was just so funny. Hell of a day, isn't it? That's just, so, the it's, attempted it's really patter great. is so stupid. And the facial expressions are so grotesque. Look at this building. This is amazing. Wow, yeah. Yeah, smart location scouting. Yeah. I expect Wayne Newton to walk out of there from from the Bond movie. <laughs> brother brother <laughs> jo- Joe Butcher. Yes. There, he's back to Bobby Costanza again. Now, here's where, as I was reading the short story, they broke from the this concept of re- being able to read his thoughts, right? Yeah. So there was that part in... A, in it was one of those. Yep, really obviously that's not very cinematic. Let's yeah. not add that to the movie. Yeah, I've got this. Don't need I've it got anyway. a growth in my head that reads my thoughts and right. transmits it to somebody else. Although it's a cool idea, you could do a whole movie about that. But yeah, if you yeah, were making a movie about that, but that but would distract. Exactly. From our Holding his right arm is famed yeah. stuntman Alan Graff, last seen getting a belly full of AK bullets in uh, in uh, RoboCop. Right. He was on Sal's right uh, left side. There's a few RoboCop folks in this movie. Alan Graff is like, he's a stuntman who shows up in 11 billion movies. Yeah. Looks vaguely like my dad circa 1973. <laughs> and of course, this is great because it's like, okay, we're, he's going to be able to break people's noses with karate chops. And mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're suddenly really finding out what kind of a movie we're in. Yep. We learned this at Jackhammer School. And <laughs> so it's not a G-rated movie. Using the Claridge high-tech pistol, which was hit the market in 1990, to look like a futuristic gun. So is uh, uh what 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 can you tell us about so that it's, weapon? It's called Jason? a Claridge high-tech pistol. It's designed by a Hungarian guy named Gons G O N C Z, and uh, it was made from 1990 to 1993. They kind of tricked him out with a couple of barrel shrouds in this movie and stuff. But yeah, it was it was a very unusual gun. The nine millimeter. So, so yeah, so it would pass for futuristic. And speaking of futuristic, there's our ten. I just want to talk about the fact that she's doing this. She's not doing this for the sake of of Quaid here. She's actually practicing her tennis game. (laughs) (laughs) She's a brutal assassin. But she she really, or does she suspect he's on his way home? Maybe she. she, I don't know. Did she get domesticated? (laughs) Maybe she's getting a little too deep into the role here. Some crazy, crazy eyeshadow she's got what, here. Mitch, what, what were people's thoughts about Sharon Stone? I, I remember this was kind of a big hit for her. Like, I remember this is where I became conscious. Yeah, no, I think this is when everybody kind of, she came to everybody's attention. I mean, she'd been around and she'd been, she'd. she'd Stardust memories and yeah. uh, basic two years later, right? Yeah. yeah. So, But she, this started, this started her real star yeah. ascendancy, I think. I mean, again, it's just so, it's so crass. Like, you know, those assholes that recall fucked up your mind. Oh, oh my gosh. I think the casual profanity just makes it really funny. It doesn't always work that way, but in this movie, somehow it really works. And she calls the worst possible doctor. (laughs) 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 He's going to help for sure. Hello. (laughs) What a nice guy. (laughs) I love the head disembodied. That's great. And the lighting, it's the best possible phone call. <laughs> Hello. And this character, Ironside, man, I don't know what to <laughs> He's like a massive dipshit. He's th- he's threatening enough, but he's also a massive dipshit throughout the entire movie. He makes a lot of bad calls, for sure. Oh, he's just confused most of the time. and 
every time he speaks up around someone, they tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and his only his little weaselly sidekick is the only guy who really listens to him, and he doesn't yeah. even. And and has the most like the worst death, like the yeah, most like, yeah. embarrassing. Which Verhoeven is happy to semi-recreate in Starship Troopers, indicating right. he clearly has a grudge against Michael Ironside. Is it snuggle time? Ow! Ow! Of course. <laughs> the fact that he's standing after getting a hammer blow fist to the groin. It's two of them. Still standing. <laughs> he's able to resist. It's funny because you probably know this, but you know she said in an interview that, that she was black and blue from yeah hitting him <laughs> because he was just so solid right yep. and they they had a pretty pretty physical combat scene here i'm sure verhoven you know he don't take it too easy do you want to use a double for this paul no 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 won't look real the hell you're not <laughs> So I'd say it's pretty dizzying at this point, right? Yeah. First time you see the movie. I mean, they're you're well, they're giving you all this information really fast, and and it, and it's it, they're doing it so fast you don't have time to really think through much of it. Well, and how used to the concept of implanted memories are we in 1990? Because now it's just right. Like we're watching Picard on Picard, they're doing it. You know, in yeah. Star Trek. You know, it's very commonplace sci-fi uh, uh, trope now. It, but had, it had been in Blade Runner, and I guess it had been in Blade Runner. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. I guess presented in a much different way, much more the pace of revealing this concept you here. Think? It's in one like, yeah, quick maybe. sentence. Okay, you got these brain implants and... Uh, yeah, thank God Ridley Scott didn't make this movie. Oh, wow. I always liked the, this casual moment they have where they actually kind of sit down and chat for a second after all that. And she's watching everything behind him. Yeah. She's great in this movie. I love his face. So I'm honored. <laughs> I love his Yeah, that's great. Yeah, she is just poison. Absolute poison in this movie. A little Jurassic Park homage. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, that weapon. So that gun, they've got like a weird vent on the front of uh, it. Yeah. yeah, that's a barrel shroud that they put on the front of that yeah. pistol. It doesn't normally come with it. Right. And he gives her a little pre-divorce there and says goodbye. Uh, yeah, this whole Metroplex thing that he lives in is is a pretty cool creation. I mean, it's pretty interesting. They clearly just they put a gray paint on everything, you know, and yeah. added... And I love the MacGuffinish aspect of the agency. What does that even mean? What does it represent? Is there a country involved? Doesn't even matter. You don't need to know. Maybe I could handle your wife for a minute. Oh. <laughs> so the tech guy with his glasses, of course. See, he's the smart one. He's the nerdy one. He's got the and he's the wise ass, though, right? Yeah. He's mm -hmm. He's the clever nerd. And here we are into aliens this, territory. All right, this thing I got it right now. We got a tracker. There's some computer graphics, and yep. I'm throwing graphics in quotes on that one. 
Maybe. See how maybe this, they were animated. Who knows? See how this corridor dis- is very distinguished from the other corridors, <laughs> so we know exactly where he is. <laughs> right. right. I we never understand how they know what that location. is. I should probably go to a hospital. Ew, 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 <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> Slips through the tongue. It's just so gross. Uh, he did call the right doctor. By the way, your tonsils are fine. I checked. <laughs> I know she's going to throw up. <laughs> oh, God, he tasted so Canadian. Yeah, this was this was trailer bait right here. They oh, showed yeah. this in the trailer, and everybody went, wow. It's a far cry from Dr. No. Moving him yeah, through the... <laughs> right, the shower? <laughs> yeah. That's a great gag. Really nice. Yeah. Very insightful commentary there. Yep. That's a great gag. Well, you know, awesome. there, there's the thing about this movie is there's a couple of places where they they just it's not there's really not much of a point to it, but it's let's take a moment and like have a great movie moment where we have this effect. Okay, we come up with this effect. Let's have let's do something clever with it. They'll happen again later with a different kind of effect. But I, I always like how this movie takes its time to show us these new ideas that they had at the, at the time and they're exciting and and they're not just throwaways but they're also we're, i mean you could have cut that we're out we're coming up on a big idea here <laughs> well, here's the most verhoven favorite ideas is this yes. the most verhoven moment this is, in the, all this is the ex- one of the things that got it an x that they had to trim back yeah it's just fantastic it's so it's so, it's so funny. disgusting it's terrible and, funny. and it's just terrible this poor man He's just on his way home. <laughs> He's on his way home. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he just, you know, did something terrible. It's just so much. He's just nothing but squibs. <laughs> God. <laughs> the agency will take care of all your medical expenses. And there were some critics that were just so I mean, that, <laughs> just in that's case. the one, right? That <laughs> shot's more disturbing than any of the other yeah. ones because it's just so unnecessary. Yeah, um, the, there were some critics that just despised this movie oh, because sure. of all of that. You know, it's like it's like Bosley Crowther when he saw Bonnie and Clyde in '67. I love them emptying their Ugh. guns at a crowded. <laughs> There isn't much discretionary behavior when it comes to firearms in this movie. That's I would sure. totally join the agency if that's the kind of rules they anything. have. <laughs> shoot anybody, anywhere, at any time. Should I worry about my background? No, son. You're in the agency now. <laughs> it's sort of like a sitcom in that news is uh, it, the plot points are delivered to him via television exactly when he needs them. Yeah. Right. Go to recall. Go to Mars. <laughs> porking. Porking. I never. I always. Th- <laughs> I've always found that to be a very, a vile description for the act of sex. It's pretty gross. Porking. Yeah. There's a scene in. Not to divert too much, but there's a scene in Throw Mama from the Train where someone says, "The night I fucked your wife" or something. And in the, the TV version, it, they changed it to pork. Pork your and wife. And I remember thinking, like, that's yeah. so much worse. Yeah. As long as it's not referring to <laughs> Ann Ramsey, I think I can stomach it. <laughs> I think oh, there's it was. your title there's check. A, we just had a, a titular moment, didn't there's we? There's our title check. 
So once again, we are ahead of um, Doug in terms of knowing the alliance between these guys, who they're working mm -hmm. for, and everything else. And I love the sort of helicopter gunship arrangement of the car, like the little communications panel facing sideways behind him. A very weird kind of car. Yeah, very efficient. Right. right? Yeah. I'm losing you. Uh, like he's like, Coagan's like, I can see your hand twisting that dot <laughs> right. the hole. I mean, it's video <laughs> phone here. You know, we actually have good reception up here. <laughs> so are we still in Mexico City, I we, guess? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, we are. It's an, and we've got lots of promotional exchange Wait, is that going a Cinerama? on. Did you see that back there? It looked like the Cinerama logo in the background. Huh. I'm not kidding. Huh. God, I can't even watch for it the next time. The hassle of importing that car from Mars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got him. He's in a circle. I uh I don't know where that is, but This isn't a set, no. Mm -mm. no. Pretty noirish place to hole up. <laughs> Who's that guy, Jason? Do you know who that guy is? Uh, he looks sort of like kind of a budget beater knockoff Frank Stallone slash Marty Cove, but he's, I don't know. So they do but still have this concept of their... You know, being a, a something in their head, in, in his head. Yeah, but it's get, not the it's not the it's organic not the creature that. Yeah, tele telepathic. So it's still kind of touching that idea, but in a yeah, much they, more grounded way. Yeah, they said uh, in all the stuff I read that you know the first half of the movie sticks ish to the book, mm -hmm. but um, you know O'Bannon and Shusett both said you know there's not enough in the story to get us out of a out of the basically a first act. So everything after that they created wholesale. And then there was always this argument about are they going to go to Mars or not? Do right. we go to Mars, do we not? Just, and, and Dino, Dino said was, no Mars, Dino no said, air. Yeah, Dino said no Mars, no air. Eventually he he changed his mind, um, which is like that's – Years <laughs> it's later. It's so funny. Because Bruce Beresford, Beresford told him to basically. So apparently he yeah, respected yeah. him more than everyone else. Because <laughs> yeah. as soon as he told him it was the, you know, the right thing to do, he was like all on board. And another Verhoeven people are all assholes moment. Literally. This is very Seinfeldian, actually. <laughs> a little is, bit of a <laughs> marble rye incident here. <laughs> I love his bow. I love it. That's great. So weird with the turban thing. It's just a weird bow <laughs> with the turban in the suitcase. Faintly Ferris Bueller, wrap a hot towel around your head a little bit, and that's fine. <laughs> Back to that, that the uh, I would love to know what Barris or whoever it's built that car simple. on. Yeah, what's the chassis? Uh, yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> oh, here's old Johnny Cab. And again. Picardo gets short shrift here, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they would, whoever makes Johnny Cabs would think that face was in any way comforting. <laughs> and you need <laughs> to be sure it can roll its eyes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and purse its lips. <laughs> I mean, it's those kind of moments that that you know tell us there's also a tongue firmly in the cheek for this movie. That's why yeah. it works so well. Is that it's it's so silly, but in a in a really wicked way, you know. 
And the bad guys really are terrible. They are stormtrooper level inept. They yeah. really aren't. I mean, as cool and menacing as Michael Ironside is, he's really kind of a turd in this movie. Oh, yeah. I but, mean, you know, he's basically getting turned into a beta cuck by his his sidekick who tells him, oh, no, your wife absolutely did not enjoy balling a 250-pound <laughs> muscle man. Absolutely not. No, uh-uh. <laughs> And then Picardo enacts the suicide protocol <laughs> that I guess Johnny Cabs are programmed if someone steals them or vandalizes yeah. them to <laughs> execute Death Blossom or something. God. See you in hell. Room. <laughs> yeah, this was great. I, I, I love. They arguably borrowed that from the blow up Lotus. <laughs> and... I love goofy, like. Uh, survival kits and gadgets like oh, this and I, I the, the contents of the case were fun it was a lot like from russia with love with the attache case those like, are some fearless rats cool shit's gonna be in here <laughs> no seriously this is where the movie took off for me i can remember get your ass this to Mars. particular scene being very exciting to me more so than like up to this point of course i'm not it's a good movie and everything but there's something about this that became really unique to me and the nose pulling the tracker out of yeah, the nose yeah, and yeah. everything about that and yeah, uh, this thing, the intruder. <laughs> God. I love he shakes his head like, I, this I have thing no looks, idea what to do right, with this. This looks totally weird. Now, this is the, one gimmick that I didn't quite get because how does it project it? It's, but whatever. There's so many problems with this it's, hologram. That's not even it's sciencey, I yeah. guess. It's there, not science fiction. There are it's much worse fact. parts. <laughs> is it Cubby? Is that? That's right. And then, of course, it, it glitches at just the right time to let you know it's fake yep. before he can, you know, kiss himself or whatever. Yeah, that, Well, we'll set that up for later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Activate foreshadowing <laughs> mode on your holograph projector. I love this moment. You know, the um, <laughs> I trained my uh, my beloved former dog, who's not with us anymore, to go to her kennel to get your ass to Mars. Really? really? Uh -huh. I'd say, get your Estelmas, and she'd go to her kennel. Oh. I know. Didn't nice. George used to poop when you would say, howdy, stranger, <laughs> right? <laughs> Didn't you train him to, to shit on command? Oh, there it is. Wow, the 24. It's not a DeLorean, though, right? Underneath. No, yeah. no. It's it's something home. It's it's homemade. It's, you know, a fiberglass shell on some, like a dune buggy or something. But it's just so goofy looking. And that's fine. You know what? Yeah. That's fine. There are a lot of goofy-looking cars going on right now. Jody, where? Well, everything in this future is really heavy, too, which I like. Yeah. Like, all of their video boxes and all their... Everything has weight to it. Yeah, they didn't quite predict where we were no. headed on our gadgets, no. did they? Yeah. Well, it was, like, the stuff that was coming out... Like, think about what a laptop was like in 19... You know, it was yeah, right. 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 suitcase. Those first cell phones, right? Yep. gigantic. <laughs> but this is great. This this message is terrific. It's all up to you. I'm you, but you. I mean, that message is such a great setup, and it will be perfectly bookended by Hauser's "fuck you" at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Is the second video message, but this is great. Where do you get all these guys? And they're all <laughs> just, just standing around looking at a just, fire. I want to like, slap you around, Mitch, but it's the agency. <laughs> <laughs> It's self-guiding. So oh, now, my God. I don't Straight up your nose. So this is <laughs> like so funny, but do you think it's um, do you think it's Cronenberg? 
had this nose idea or not. Oh, shit. I don't know, but what's great be. about it is that the grabber thing is is about as lo-fi as you can oh get. Oh, my God, There's yeah. Nothing, I mean, everybody, you can go buy one of those it's, for a dollar. <laughs> so hideous. <laughs> and I love it. It's this, my head, too. So here's Rob Boutine right here. Yeah, it's pretty it's, amazing. Thank God for Rob Boutine. How many times has he convinced you something was really happening in a movie that... Yeah, there's no way anybody I else mean, gets away with this. We get in here, it's a little maybe, but oh boy, yeah, for sure. But you got a big payoff because <laughs> that thing comes right out of his nose. I wonder if Stan Winston ha- used Botine's, you know, molds for for that maquette for T uh, two, or if he made his own. But oh, it looks wonder. so much like the uh, the marching out of uh, Cyberdyne Systems T two. Yeah. Boutine, uh, from what I understand, was pretty generous with people. Um, remind me of the guy that from Dust Till Dawn guy, uh, forgetting his name. The Tom Savini. Tom Savini said that Boutine showed him around, showed him everything, huh. and how to do all this kind of all this stuff uh, that really helped him out in his career. So, so weird. it's possible. And, and Rick Baker, of course, he would have owed Rick Baker a mm. debt, so he probably did. Who knows? <laughs> I love Arnold saying the phrase, "I'm counting on you, buddy." It just you don't expect to hear Arnold call anybody buddy. <laughs> I'm counting on you, buddy. But yeah, I love how personable Hauser is, right? He's just we're trying to do the right thing and we had to go through this crazy situation, but here's how to rectify it. And it's gonna be complicated, but I'm counting on you. And those I, poor rats. The fucking gang that couldn't shoot straight. Look Can't even this. hit a rat. Oh, this is great there. <laughs> Repeatedly, they're just like, and they're just hey, he's em- there, just shoot. Emptying magazines into the wall. <laughs> this is like little crappy Mac 10s. Yeah, <laughs> they're are. Mac 10s with uh, and mini Uzis or micro Uzis with uh, these weird barrel shrouds. So, and I I know that Richter's his was um, later used that design in Blade. Uh oh. Well, here's your consolation prize. There. <laughs> It just has to be that way, doesn't it's it? Not a lot of blood out of that. That's a lot of blood That's from that rat. That's the entire rat, rat right Yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> Get your ass to Mars. What a great, it's a nice dissolve, Oh, man. it's beautiful. And this effect is amazing. It's a cool ship. Wow. I suppose if you look at it closely, you can tell it's a pretty relatively small model, right? Yeah. Well, this whole set. That is beautiful. So beautiful. That That composite is gorgeous. And then this was the next part of the movie that really got me going. <laughs> like this, I remember this, this part. I'm on board from here on out for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is another like one it needed of those to get you really on board need... by now. No, I mean, but this this blew my mind. Disguised as the Amazon music teacher, <laughs> <laughs> there for a conference. <laughs> that is an enormous woman. <laughs> hmm. That's great. (laughs) So great. Are you importing anything in the colony besides your blast furnace sexuality, (laughs) ma'am? Now you get the idea that 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 beret there is the only competent foot soldier. Like you kind of get the idea. Oh, he might be a competent. He's like fortunately, he's he's a poor man's John Sales. Yeah. Oh (laughs) God, he is. Yeah, if he had suppressed the miners, yeah, in Man One, yeah. That's Mr. Quoto to you. 
that is that not John Sales? <laughs> now that you said that, I'm looking at him like God, it looks just like him. It's just see now he's a nice guy. Who little Mark <laughs> Hamill gone to military school? Yeah. yeah. Of course, you get him on his break. He's probably he's so, calling everybody a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gross. a suck up. <laughs> Working his way up the... But this is just... I, <laughs> I like him. He's like, like, what the hell is that, that woman doing? And, and then I'm this shot, the... this shot, this POV shot for him. Where it's a POV shot, but it also like zooms in. Oh, yeah. We've got this really aggressive right zoom that comes up. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. Yeah, his Richter sense locks in on him. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Look at that zoom. so amazing. His bionic eye. But Do you think he's named Richter after W.D. Richter? Do you think that's a little little know. tip of the hat from Goldman to Richter? I wonder. I don't know. Because that's who Big Trouble in Little China, right? Right. Buckaroo Banzai, too. But Goldman was on was on Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. See, this wouldn't work. This giant <laughs> thing couldn't come out because there'd be no room. <laughs> Well, Doesn't thank you. Matter. Thank you, Professor. That's Dr. That. Professor to you. <laughs> but this is just the best. It's I, great, yeah pretty convincing now of course there's the question <laughs> they're slack jawed who programmed this head to <laughs> say this to this guy <laughs> and also why do you tell somebody to get ready for a surprise come on it ruins the surprise well i'm i'm finished with this film now so the, head's <laughs> auton- so the head was autonomous right i guess it kind of was it knew what was going on so a little world building here yeah. vacuum and a dangerous moment for the enormous Austrian crossdresser as he so we hangs on for dear life. A little homage to Goldfinger, right? <laughs> yeah. Everything goes back to James Bond in this movie. I like the and the wrist calculators that they have. They're they're Casios on their wrists. Is there any way so <laughs> is there any way somebody could not die in this? In nope. case I have to graph an equation, I'll be prepared. Get oh, two man. down. So they said that simple, uh, how are you going to do this? Well, you're going to just put the camera on its side. Yeah. Build, I mean, put the set on its side and let, yeah. him, let him dangle down. Why those don't come down automatically is beyond me. <laughs> if we can have airbags in 85 Dodge Town and Countries, <laughs> why don't those drop down automatically when they detect that all the pressure is gone? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, shit. Who'd win? Who'd win if they won? That's if they, classic. If they a- threw down right there. Who would Beret win? Take Beret classic Beret. military versus agency face off right there. I saw that all the time in Afghanistan. <laughs> he's he's adjusting his change of clothes. Oh, Mickey. Hey, there's that guy from That's Justified. Mickey. He just passed away yeah. recently. He did? Jo- Mickey yeah. Jones. Oh, really? Oh. I mean, every time I see his face, I think I've seen him be a biker in like a hundred movies. But it, everything he's been in lots of other things. That's a great <sighs> shot. Yeah, I think this is this the one that the editor had to fight for the most. They were wanting to shot? cut this. Really? Yeah, that's what they were what, in the doc. They were showing this when he was explaining that. So I assume all the money in this shot. I and know. They wanted to cut it. They wanted to cut it. Yeah, there's a long making of documentary on YouTube. You have to dig for it so a just little piss ways. Away but... Sixty grand. Or whatever that shot cost. Jesus. 
Yeah. Matt line's a little tricky there, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. It's all right. Yeah, it's not bad. No chairs for people to sit down in Cohagen's <laughs> office. <laughs> no. Nope. Don't make yourself Say what you me and my fish. Say Nobody what you else. will about Cohagen, but he loves those fish. You know, he's got them right there. Surely he'd never do anything to harm them. God, that's a great backdrop, though, that model. So, so weird, isn't it, that, like, it's weird and wonderful, but that Ronnie Cox is the bad guy again after RoboCop. It's all Verhoeven, man. Yeah. He saw something in him. I mean, and this is, you know, as bad as... But it's as so conscious. I, I You yeah. know, it's like, who... You know, it's just interesting. He's twice the villain. I mean, he's just... There's not one good thing about this guy. There's not <laughs> one human thing about this he guy. He doesn't even have to go to the bathroom ever. No. <laughs> <laughs> and finding out know, that Richter is nothing more than a dog yeah. is kind of great, too. That is funny that there's no chairs in there. <laughs> it's not about comfort for, no, for Belos You're not going to be spending guests. any time in there when you come see the boss. There we go. There's the, oh, con- wait, yeah, there's only- the conference room. Which well, surely has trap doors <laughs> under every chair. Right. Every chair is <laughs> electrified. Sw- swooped into a slide to the alligator pit. <laughs> <laughs> That's shit eating. <laughs> yeah, Ironside. <laughs> I'm a team player. Oop, Can God. you think of any movie that balances this kind of gee whiz, you know, science fiction thing with this kind of utter <laughs> you know cynical cynical view nasty, of humanity because uh, like, science is supposed science I mean, fiction is supposed to lift us up right like look what all we've accomplished and yet everybody in it is horrible yeah and these look at these sets they're just they're so um they're showy and they're 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 kind of like even if it seems like it's a little phony who cares like we are in this we are in this really wonderful almost like you know 30s inspired science fiction world and right. it's it's um there's just there are not many movies that manage to pull off this tone. It's just such an anti-Star Trek, though, right? Like, right. No faith right. in us. Right. It just it's awful. But you're. But it does look like kind of like you know Star Trek movie kind of. Yeah, and this is great. All the all the breadcrumbs left by Hauser, and this is great. Brubaker. He's playing along too. He's figuring it out. Yeah, this is gets in a little North by Northwest. Right? Oh, totally. Well, <laughs> I think about that when he walks into the room at the very beginning, just those sloping mm-hmm. walls and everything. It kind of reminds me of one of those. Hey, of idiot! You know how to use your thumb? Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy staring at him. Like you should have known how to do that, sir. Yeah, the breadcrumbs are so fun. Of course. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. What right. else is it going to be? <laughs> going to go to the space brothel. Mr. Brubaker, if you could fold that up while you're in the Hilton, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun, too. Yeah, that really is. It's really clever. It's like, I don't know what my... You know, I, is that my own hand? Right. Yeah, it's really nice. I, yeah, I'm figuring out that he left it. And that's it's pretty suspicious cool. prick. But figuring out how he left it for himself is fun. Well, the difference between Mars and Earth is that they don't have Johnny Cabs in Mars. 
God. And these guys are really nice to each other, too. <laughs> Unleash the stuntman. Wow. That's USA Today, and right? Mars Today. Yeah, yeah we're, glad we're still doing print editions in 2047. <laughs> or whenever, Keep those presses going. Right, right. Does, it, does it have like the moving <laughs> headline like Back to the Future 2? <laughs> I think my favorite future newspaper for sure was Minority Report. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Cameron Crowe's reading it on the subway. And according to that article, Minority Report was initially going to be a sequel. Total Recall to, too, to baby. Total Recall. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? It would have been interesting to see. I, I've kind of felt like an excuse for it? having him be. Arnold Schwarzenegger said it was too complicated. He didn't like the script. Everybody else loved it. Agents, everybody loved it. I just Arnold didn't. I just felt like it would have been a little corny to have him. Oh, he's got a new job now, and it'll set off this <laughs> series of events. Right, yeah, because you know, a little bit. This doesn't seem phony in all those Die Hard movies. Well, it does. Actually. <laughs> well, he has <laughs> the I same know. job. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. It's true. He hasn't had a complete career change. And I yeah. love the line. Want to know the future? What about the past? Right? Like he? Can you tell mm -hmm. me my past? He's asking the mutant. I love that gag. And Benny hustles him away immediately. So all of the mutant idea was all that was all Cronenberg apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise! Hard to believe, I mean, isn't it? Yeah, who would have thought? Had some ideas. Dude about with it. a vagina on his head. That's Cronenberg, really? Yeah. <laughs> a little pet the dog moment there. You know, he's nice to the little mutant. Right. Girl, this is my daughter, Tumor. It, it makes up for the human shield that he had. <laughs> well, trying, we got to work it off somewhere. He's, he's trying to nurse some karma back into his <laughs> into his tank. See, they still have sharper image. Yeah. So that yeah. still have Jack in the Box. I need to stop yeah. so I can get a mirror that'll shave in the shower, and I won't fog up here at the sharper <laughs> image, and also a neck massager. Did he? Just oh my God! And there's the exploding teeth? vagina again on in neon. <laughs> in neon. I mean, Quaid. who has that? <laughs> What's her trick? Who got to? Who got to get keep the 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 neon? Right. Look for when the federal cops rush in. Look for one woman who is not equipped with a gun, but who is gunning down cops. <laughs> what do you want? Now why isn't he a mutant? That's kind of interesting. Maybe oh, you still shit. get to own bars. So I wonder, um, <laughs> I wonder who, <laughs> I wonder what the response was. Did they have to fight to get that? You know, does anybody, does it, nah, you're going too far. Well, if you cut that. it down from four to three tits, we'll, we'll take away the X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and were any of those breasts real? <laughs> I don't That could have so. made a difference. The fact That's that probably all true. Just... And there she is. Our heroine, ladies and gentlemen. And lots of eyeshadow. Is that guy the mutant with the <coughs> the uh, giant on his face? Yeah. yeah. Is that Dean? That's Dean Norris. Norris. Okay. Yeah. 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 And Lethal Weapon too. And Starship Troopers. Is he in Starship? Yeah, he's, he's the major who orders John Rico to receive right. ten lashes in Punishment Square. Can we do that movie sometime, guys? Starship yeah. Troopers? Yeah, that'd be great. my pleasure. Might as well just do all the variables. Yeah. Hollow Man after that? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> we don't. Uh, no. No, but we could, no. Jump, we, could jump to, we could jump to Showgirls. We should definitely do Showgirls. <laughs> I don't know what I would have to say about Showgirls. <laughs> I got a lot to say by the Bell trivia, I guess, I could throw out there. 
Look at that hideous face. It's the worst. And Marshall Bell, God bless him. Yeah, so is this guy, was he Was he just an actor or was he a stuntman too? Marshall Bell? Yeah, Marshall Bell. I think Bell. he's just an actor, I think. He did some westerns, didn't he? I feel like I've seen him in a western somewhere. Well, he often plays sleazy asshole types. I asked that question so earnestly, I feel like Fred Willard in, in something, you know. Was he, was he in a western? I feel like I saw him in a western once. <laughs> You know what would make uh, Bloodhound great is if they were a little Sherlock Holmes hat and had the little, you know, with the little pipe. <laughs> and another great revelation. That I think she's really good in this movie. I do, too. too. I think she is so super focused. So the she's only great. other movie I can think of her being in is, she was in Falling, Falling Down, Down right? She was yeah. Duvall's partner. And she was really great in that, too. Mm-hmm. She's done a lot of TV, I think. Yeah, I think she's found a, a home on the small screen. But she, I think, I think this is her Hollywood peak. But it's a great peak. She's really terrific in it. Was it in the documentary where they have the clip from Arsenio Hall, or where both of them went on that show? Have mm-hmm. you seen that clip? I've seen so many clips of Arsenio Hall lately. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing to say. But I've watched a lot of documentaries lately, and a lot of them he have Arsenio Hall. And I love this conversation where she is having exactly the reaction any of us would say if Mitch Bryan said, I'm not Mitch Bryan anymore, I'm this other guy. She's having exactly the right reaction that you would have to a a dear friend or someone you know really well saying, I'm not me. Although I would certainly not turn my back and huff at Mitch Bryan if he said his name was suddenly Billy Davis and we were never friends. Ooh. I think hit Arnold her with the light and hit it with close up. Arnold Pow. actually delivers a sort of sincerity in all of this too, you know? I mean, he's he's that's really the, he's on, that's he's the on thing. it. He know? gets beyond the muscles. He actually yeah. is really great in this and it, that's why I really think this is the best mix of acting and action that he's ever really done. I think he's terrific in it. Well, we talked about in Predator how he was it, you, you could see that he's starting to learn some some tricks like he's yeah. he had some moments in Predator that worked really well too and there was not as much of an emotional like uh, necessity to his acting, right? In that, but right, um, remember yeah, the humanity and the urgency in his handshake with Dylan? Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> that's it. That was like something out of Hour of the Wolf. That was just <laughs> incredible. That was just so human. Just we got to go back to the boobs again, and, and have somebody say something real schmarmy. Yeah, it's it wouldn't be. It's just kind of weird. Just Verhoeven handling boobs. It's, it's not greasy very... enough. It's not crass enough. <laughs> We've got to. I want to do another take where Benny's fondling her. <laughs> We're just bah. casually at a bar, just fondling. Listen a woman. to me. I have a doctorate in mathematics. All right, sure. <laughs> Three boobs are better. Yeah, Verhoeven's just. He knows. He knows what he's doing. I'll give him that. Totally. Yeah. He is just, he sets his tone and goes after it, and it works so well. Mr. I actually want to watch Showgirls again because I haven't seen it since it first came I out. I haven't seen gotta it since be, the theater. There's got to be, you know, something well, going really on. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, no. it can be an entertaining, it's, that's a, it's a, I'm going to watch it again. MST3K kind of thing, but. All right, so this is. It, um, Here's our big scene. Yeah, this is great. And weirdly right. enough, when I read the short story, there is a, a 
there is this he's perspiring when mm-hmm. he's when he's kind of trying to lie his way out of a situation. It mm-hmm. doesn't get turned into a plot cue um the way that it does here, but it's it's just funny. There's a lot of touchstones in that short story that really do find their way um you know into the into the movie. Did they say that the the Verhoeven kind of came up with that on the fly wasn't in the script? I think, I was think this somewhere. was this Maybe. was a Goldman idea, I think. But I could with be the wrong. scene? Yeah. I'm trying to remember cuz he has a few ideas that really make this just really enhance Well, this Goldman's movie. big he, he contributed Cohagen turning off the air. Yeah. And and Hauser's second message. The second message is the to big To make one. the big heel turn. Yeah. But this might have been Verhoeven. I don't I don't fully remember. I don't I have him Well, it might be recall. any number of the writers, but the sweat is the Verhoeven. That he well, that's a great he idea. continually wanted to keep us off balance about the reality of everything. But let me ask you guys, did either of you for a minute wonder when you first saw this movie if he had imagined everything up to now? Or no, because yeah. I, I was too busy just being like, carried away right. by the whole thing. But that said, you really can go back and look at it. Mm-hmm. And you know, sort of interrogate that aspect of it, and it's all there. I mean, it, I mean, you can, you could make a case for it. But he really, this scene is so great because the fact that it turns on that one tiny little detail, and he's almost got him. He's no, yeah. that's yeah, he's got him. That's what's so, that's what's so wonderful about it. I don't think Verhoeven ever had the audience, but I think the fact that Edgemar almost, almost convinces Quaid. Yeah. Okay, tell me something. I know he's in a commercial earlier in this movie, and that might be what I'm thinking of. But is, did this guy not do? voiceover for commercials oh yeah yeah uh, he uh, did the uh, actor yeah. yeah i was thinking he did yeah think about like country crock or something and you're gonna hear his voice yeah something like that he's not smuck he's not the smuckers guy that's the uh well with the name like smuckers it's got that's a uh, he's that's another actor anyway we don't need to talk about uh jelly commercials right now that's the, the closest she can get to demure and vulnerable suit. is is that face this is a nice suit yeah she, she can't be vulnerable in that suit and it must have some kind of really flexy material that it's made out of because and she's mustering be... up some tears look at that they're playing it right into camera you know almost like so, jonathan Demi yeah, it's, style. it's jonathan demi and this great this great line or an invincible secret agent to make him believe he's a construction worker. Yeah, it's, that's great. Hmm. You are a doctor. And I love you. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for him to resist. You totally get it. And I like the idea of stop punishing yourself, too, right? Like, you're mm-hmm. bringing this on yourself for some reason, and we can make it stop. It's great. It feels a little like a Hitchcock thing, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, yeah, and he and cracks that, that door. Let's assume I do. All you have to do is beat me in arm wrestling, Doug. Hmm. Red pill, huh? What would it be? Was was the Matrix nineteen ninety nine? Nine years later, we'd have more. Yep. You got to wonder how the how the agency got the guy who was the pitch man for Recall to do this though, right? He's an actor, man. They do it. They'll do anything. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Alan I mean, this is, is the performance this. of a lifetime. Yeah, and here he is with his big moment, his big monologue. 
Cohagen's bosom buddy. With another zoom. Like, it's not a dolly. It's a zoom. <laughs> another zoom. Oh, he's got him. I mean, you could watch this without dialogue and know, pretty much follow the scene, you know, yep. follow the emotions. And, and of course, the pill is a great negotiating device. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, man, he's almost there. They've almost, he just has to just heave it into the end zone. Can Edgemar carry him across the line? Can he break the plane? Wait a minute. Another An zoom. instant response. <laughs> so good. Instant. And a really brutal and slow motion. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and I love she's got to say the password twice, like Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun Two and a Half. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then he they just... were just ready to blow through the wall too. I like that. There's a door over there. They could have been standing there. Oh and God, she hates his balls. She, I guess maybe she didn't enjoy it then, <laughs> because she has taken out a campaign of vengeance on his scrotum that has to be seen to be believed. God, oh, this little move he makes here is just—they're so, such a. Ta they must be an insufferable. Uh, <laughs> they must be insufferable to double date with, this? right? Oh they my call God, each other schmoopy and stuff. Like on a cruise, they each have shirts with arrows pointing at the other. Like I'm with nubbins. He's the sweetheart. Oh, man. They must be awful. Kiss the cook, kill the wife on his apron when they're grilling. God. <laughs> Having fun at the Hilton. Whoa, I forgot about that one, too. There's another very aggressive zoom. <laughs> yeah, the leaf out of the Shaw Brothers. Oh, God. She kills them all with her MP5. I like she just does the walk and shoot. She just mows them down until, yeah. And Verhoeven says, I'm not dicking around with a chick fight either. Everybody's nope. going to kick serious ass. None of that cat fight bullshit. Wow. Look at those kicks and shit. I can't even imagine how long each one of these actresses trained to do this. It's a pretty good fight, isn't it? It's a great it's fight. Solid. Yeah. It's badass. Their kicks and stuff are really fun to watch. <laughs> I love that That's he's a, a good fight. enough shot to tag it right out of her hand. And her turn, you know, from <laughs> savage to suddenly sweet is pretty great. I love her earrings. And all he's so, thinking is, my nuts really ache, and they're telling me the <laughs> truth. So there was some sort of... They changed the dialogue there because they thought it was going to be. He was going to. Oh, yeah. What was that? I can't they remember. Gonna, he was going to tell her. He was going <laughs> to ask her why. for a divorce before he shot her or something. They thought that was too brutal. I don't know why. But. <laughs> I love his face. <laughs> <laughs> like, what yeah, a bitch. Yeah. Guess what, you're right. what are you going to do, right? <laughs> oh, no, Rick. Poor Richter. This is not going to end well for him. 
What's a quato? Oh boy. Oh. Day- <laughs> He's like, damn, more dead people. Day- huh? Daylight dollar short. Well, hopefully Lori's okay. Sweetheart, wake up. It's me. You're hot. Oh. So is it going to get per- now it's personal? Or maybe she's a mutant now. Oh, no, she's dead. His face says it all. That's pretty cool. So feels like we're uh, headed for the third act, huh? <laughs> you think? Maybe. Where's your little tracker? There. It's the ugliest carpet in the world that he was running down. Yeah, there's there's still parts of it feel like a hotel from 1990. That's true. It's little TNG Enterprise. That's your that's your carpet oh, always. Oh man. Ouch! It's a little. That's a little tricky there, huh? That's that. They're doing their best. There, there. they are. Mm-hmm. Out of the way, asshole! <laughs> <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. At least he didn't have a backpack on, or he'd be dead. <laughs> that guy's there every time. Just emptying their guns into every car they possibly can. Oh, God. <laughs> How many innocent bystanders have to die for this movie? We get silent. What do we have to say about this car chase? Yeah, yeah uh, it reminds me of the minecart chase in Indiana Jones. <laughs> sure, there you go. <laughs> oh wait, and the mining machines. Are great. I machine. do like the mining machines. I love the whole idea that awesome. you know that this whole road and everything else is in the Hilton are built around like active turbinium mines. Yeah. So it's uh, you know it's like oh oh. So now he's going to reach for an interesting gun. This is a modified Cobra Street Sweeper shotgun. That has the grip from an M203 grenade launcher under it and the grip handle of a Pencor jackhammer shotgun. So it's this weird, modified, goofy thing that they... It's normally impressive, but they put this big barrel extension on it and made it into this kind of goofily phallic cannon. <laughs> There's which, the best Western, by the way, back there right. behind him. I don't know if you spotted that's, that. But that's yeah, that's when you're on the shittier yeah. part of Mars. Yeah. Ford the Hilton? <laughs> no, you got the best Western. <laughs> I won't even show you the Hampton Inn on Mars. It's just <laughs> not even worth mentioning. It's it's pretty shitty. The whores around there have one breast. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in the middle. It's right in the middle. And this right out of live and let die with the clever nightclub with trapdoors and whatnot. See, another road back to Bond. It all goes back to Bond. Yeah, it sure does. I'll come up with something about Star Trek to talk about in a second. Yeah. yeah just make sure. All right, you guys. Get Uno cards, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where is the man not welcome at the last resort? Sadly, they got all the guns, don't they?
Don't be too blase. I was going to say something about rules of three, but I'm not yeah. going <laughs> to. I was thinking the same thing, fortunately. Oh. Just so brutal. Oh, man. He's got a big old calico with that helical magazine. Tony, Karate Tony. <laughs> so this is just. <laughs> I love he just gives the call. Law and order. Kill them all. What happens to his uh, to his sidekick here is just so brutal. <laughs> it's just like and such a harsh way to go out. <laughs> it's extremely Verhovian. And then she's got to get the biggest gun in the place. Well, I guess it just kind of looks like it's the biggest gun in the place. <laughs> right, it's, it's, it's the biggest magazine. It's not as it's big, big as I It's got the biggest it. magazine, though. <laughs> Cow, it's, it's just a coward. That's right out of he 1985. And their teeny tiny paddy wagon leads the way. Wee wee wee. It's like a little, the tiniest little go kart motor. <laughs> uh, head turn. They all they all do that. They're always got their backs to the phone when they answer them. He's such a fuck up. Pull him out. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some quato. Me too. Those doors again. I don't like ethnic food, but I'm also ready for quato. He's so pouty about having to leave. He, well, in fairness, his wife just got shot in the head. Yeah. His karate kicking, ball kicking, knife wielding wife. So this idea of the no air is yeah. like it just seems so perfect. Yeah. Because of the. Sociopolitical, you know, so that was thing that they're up to. It's classes. It's class structure. It's class war. And, Makes and total sense. That was so came from Schwarzenegger reading that draft and saying there wasn't anything emotional about the story, and Goldman going saying, "Well, what if we just took away the air from these people?" And that's great. Yeah. What a great move. I mean, right. it really does because you do really care, and you have a ticking clock yeah. built in. Um. It's a great move. And the Martian catacombs. I it's love, so I, weird. I love the, all the a- ancient Martian stuff <laughs> right. that's underneath all this. It's great. These graves were. It's mentioned a little bit earlier. Seven or eight right? years but ago. Yeah, it was mentioned in the like in the in the brief in which when they were selling him on the trip. Right. Yeah, but it's great. It has a mythology because I don't totally understand the giant structure that they wind up in. At the end, it's um, built by ancient Martians, right? Exactly, it's the Krell. They were apparently worried about losing their atmosphere, and they, you know, built that thing as a safeguard, and it didn't work out. And now that you explain it to me, it, I'm completely convinced. Okay. Oh. <gasps> oh, but they were in the. I thought the skeleton was wielding a submachine so gun. So here's our, there was our negotiator friend from RoboCop that just approached them. Lieutenant Hitchcock. He'll get you a blow punk. Lieutenant Hitchcock, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a pretty nice bit. Nice and practical, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah super cool. And so all you we need have is one one mutant appendage, and you're in. 
And we're not worried about him at all now. Nope. He's on our side. You passed the mutant test. (laughs) Quaid, what's your mutant power? Well, I have granite testicles. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That totally counts. You're in. We're running out of air. See how hard it is for me to And I don't talk. get it because it's a huge area, and I don't think they'd be wheezing just yet after like 20 minutes. Well, those fans turned off, though. Yeah, but come it's on. hot. He's hot. He's not really having yeah, trouble just, breathing. Yeah. It's, it's really warm. Well, he had to jog over to the... They only well, had the one phone at the last head resort. vagina was wasn't so there. warm. So this movie cost somewhere between fifty and sixty-five million. Nobody knows for sure. That's in uh, adjusted dollars. But it is one. It was well at the time. It was, it was the most expensive movie, wasn't it? I think they said it was like it was the most expensive oh, movie that had ever been made. Of course, then it just skyrocketed with T two. Right there's a laptop yeah. from nineteen ninety right there. That was the first hundred million dollar movie, right? T two was it? Yeah. Well, T so. two was Arnold getting the Gulfstream. And that was right. like he got he broke the twenty million dollar barrier with that, and that was a big deal at the time. I mean, at least you can say on that one, oh, it's a sequel and mm-hmm. movie star and all this other stuff. But my gosh, this is pretty risky when you yeah. think about it to spend that much money on something that has an and an R rated something at that too. Yeah, a restricted audience. Nobody yeah. would, oh, they no. would never do that today. They're, they're too, huh? too, too well, this scared. would definitely well is the Total Recall remakes PG thirteen, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's actually rated IQ eighty. Oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It was a perfectly fine. If if Total Recall didn't exist, it would be a perfectly fine film. But this exists, and so it just is. This is great. Wow. It's so weird. <laughs> so this dude was born with Quado. I mean, that's the idea. Or- did Quado mutate out of him over time? Did he? Is it like how to get ahead in advertising? So, like, right. So, radiation and enough chili burgers, and I suddenly guess. Quado emerges one night. That's great. <laughs> it's and Quado's voice is great. It's sort of like, you know, a little Douglas Rainish. What's yeah. funny is it's like, you know, it's like when Quado comes out, he gets really tired. You know, he's oh, doing hard. He was doing there, just probably. fine before, and then. So you don't get to party with both of them, one or the other. And I love he's got the whole dead zone shock when he touches him. Yeah. Zap. And his pouty lower lip. But that <laughs> looks so that looks so real. It does, it does look pretty great. great. Yeah. God, I didn't realize how many there's a lot of zooms in this movie. Yeah, and his weird pupils. There's your forehead from the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Into his mind. And so these are inverted, like, supposed to be kind of like inverted 1920s skyscrapers. That's where they came up with the idea for this. They were trying to figure out what this thing should be and what it should look like. Yeah, it looks like they and took somebody this saw a picture. Oh, and they flipped it of upside a skyline. Down. Yeah. yeah, it's like they took the sets from Metropolis or just yeah. Imagine and flipped them over. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. 
we got a couple of those buildings downtown Kansas City that look kind of like those. That's true. Yeah. I want to go down there and do a headstand and look at it that way. Yeah, immediately, you know, Richter's just dis- anything he says is just dismissed or <laughs> he's an idiot. He's yeah. he calls him a fucking idiot. <laughs> I probably put Michael Ironsides in a really shitty mood for the entire movie too. I bet. <laughs> I thought it was going to be his story. You know? right. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the boss. Wasn't yeah. this in the trailer? Was there a trailer that ended with this? Or I, I think so, yeah. It? Yeah, because the hand is, is a, a a pretty big gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it it you know, grabs attention. Get me some Gerber. Oh, what? It's just weird. Like, Quato comes alive and he has to go to sleep. So he puts Quato away real quick. Stuff him back in there. <laughs> I don't know. It makes <laughs> some <laughs> kind of weird logic. Around. Everybody just comes through walls in this movie. How did Benny signal him? Or does he have a tracker on him or something? That's a good question. He must have done it and somehow. He's, you know, he's clearly at risk with you know, it looks like he's certainly at risk with them. Yeah, we're not supposed to know he's a turncoat. No, I know. Yet, but they, there's that one shot earlier that, man, it's kind of a dead giveaway that he is. But, but they're selling it here right yeah, before yeah. that he's scared. I'd actually forgotten about those moments. You know, I just mm-hmm. I, I remember being, you know, what happens next, but I'd forgotten about those. God, the body count just keeps going. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's kind of a different movie at this point, right? I mean, it get, it gets pretty serious all of a sudden, doesn't it? Uh, and then he with this stuff. Then there's some serious uh, one-liners thrown out again to break that up. Oh man. Everybody's in the agency. Yeah, well, you I, have think, to be I think we already kids. figured out that you're not not the guy you said you were. That's what's kind of weird about that. Ah, oh, you got me. Oh, this is this is this is kind of sad. Yeah. That's great. It's great. Ow, ow. In slow motion, too. Shot the baby. (laughs) Or the old, I don't know, the Benjamin belly button. Oh, Benjamin belly button. (laughs) Because he's a little old baby. Good one, Jason. (laughs) On his belly. That's great. Oh, we did it. Does Richter ever kill anyone? Besides a helpless baby. Besides a helpless anything where he just points a gun at them and shoots them? I think a lot of subway passengers. The the prostitute. He never once (laughs) does anything in action, you know. uh, Defensively. It's it's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. he's a bad shot when he gets under under pressure. As soon as he's under pressure, he misses everything. But if he can just point the gun and Take time for a big, deep breath, then he's good. Oh, man. This is great. 
Yeah, this is a, this is kind of what really makes this special. Once again, well, and what twist? What did Goldman say? It's the mind fucks that mm-hmm. make this movie great. And here's another great mind fuck. And I guess you can say mind fuck in an R-rated movie, can't you? You bet. Yeah. yeah. Fucking mutants would always sniff them out. And it's a genius idea, actually. A mole who doesn't know he's a mole. A little whiff of the Manchurian candidate, but more voluntary. Yeah, because in the short story, he doesn't ever get carried to that second thing, does it? Well, they're kind of saying he could be the... They're saying he, he's not a mole, though. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not being used by the by the no. people at the end of the story, right? And her plan. Lots of help. And we've still got we're 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 ninety minutes into the movie and it there's still another big chunk, big segment going. So it's got a long third act. <laughs> Richter does indeed go hog wild. Embarrasses that him in front of everyone again. Absolutely right. <laughs> there he is. We got to get the shot of him. Like uh, Richter wastes half of Mexico City. Get off my ass. <laughs> uh, best mind fuck yet. Yeah, this second message I think is just genius. It's great. Them palling around and shit. It's so great. That's some nice reverse acting, right? Watch the emotions just drain out of Arnold's face. Yeah, he's a guy who took some classes, you know. He's I, he's <laughs> he studied his craft and built his muscles and managed to combine them successfully. So really at this moment he becomes his own guy, right? I mean, that's kind of the genius of this of this la- this next message, right? Right, he chooses the goodness of the artificial construct over the evil of his true self. It's it's kind of great. He's I'm going to embrace the artifice because the artifice is better. But because Hauser is so shitty, right? I mean, he's just yeah. there they are palling around these two assholes. And they're such good friends. Right. Yeah. It's not just that they yeah. And I love that they've thrown the money around and have two of these machines for simultaneous memory <laughs> right. implantation. And fucking about. Not at all because and, it's needed in the script. And as pointed out, like steel clip yeah. pinned. It's slightly cuffs, different than the, the one, than the one at Recall on Earth. We had to go There's bigger than the Nothing could go cons- wrong with those, having those pins in there. <laughs> bigger than the consumer model, yeah. Do you think there was any intention, intentionality to have her basically wear a Robin Hood costume? Those, like, are we, the, with the boots The and boots, everything? the tights, the color. I don't know. It's really it's weird. It's just a bit Robin Hood-ish. Yeah. I mean, she is a you know, rogue. Hello, hello, I'm Hood. <laughs> Hood. That's <laughs> a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Not I mean, true. Just, 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 <laughs> just state it up. Oh, he's just so awful. God. It's so Verhoeven. Hauser's <laughs> babe. Babe. The word babe coming out of his lips is so weird. She says, I'll bust his balls. And he's well, like, we know it won't matter. <laughs> that won't matter one bit. We're having you fixed. Ronnie Cox is like the reverse Leslie Nielsen. He spent the last part of his career playing awful people. Awful people. Right? <laughs> Where's your guitar? And then, of course, there's the ultimate villainous 
just there's just no reason to do this but fuck him he says man the one chance he has to get a hit in on quaid is when he's fully bound because he's richter's such a turd what a rat uh, uh-oh <laughs> You don't That's wanna, going to you, cost you both arms. It's the Kubrick <laughs> stare. <laughs> Why don't you and Malia see at the party, assholes? I think it's great that we've returned back to these machines, though. You know, yeah. I mean, it reminds us reminds us what movie we're in. Wait, did we get the um the 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 dolly zoom earlier, or does that happen here in a minute? I like that they don't or even... Or am I imagining that there's a dolly zoom when he's in this machine? Uh, I don't know if I there, is, there one. is one. Well, I love they don't even bother to, to sedate so them right on this one. Don't even worry about their comfort. <clears throat> uh, speaking yeah, of psychotic, no... buddy. Yeah, this is just so brutal. Oh, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. You got Dauber from Coach there. <laughs> um, who's next? Oh. Why would they even want to fight him? I mean, <laughs> right. at this point, you're running if you're these guys, but they're grabbing axes and weapons. Somebody run for a Look gun. These agency scientists, man, they got some balls on them. <laughs> gotta say. Are you willing to die for your craft? <laughs> well, that was... one there is just so <laughs> that's just so much. Right I there. wonder if that was it, it's pretty fast. I wonder how much of that was maybe in the earlier cut. Yeah. Which maybe was a total cannon fodder cut, you know? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. Think I think he did terrific. a lot of those. Yeah. Oh, my God. The entire team decimated. I don't need an axe when I have my forearm. <laughs> Jesus God. <laughs> it's more well, lethal. Were, you got to say they're really on the same page there. She was ready for that axe. Like, he gave her no warning. Some good chemistry there. Between right, there's a two. silent moment. Yeah, like, meant look, to be together. look at me and then look at you. No, this will tell you. This tells you just how shitty Hauser must have been. That the one emotional thing that Cohen has is that his buddy is. I mean, how bad could he have been for this guy to be his best friend at this point? It's just the only right. thing this guy cares about is mining and his buddy Hauser. And it's about goddamn time. You know what, Richter? You're going to need seven or eight extra magazines because you're a terrible shot. Yeah, what makes him think he's going to win this <laughs> right. at all? You think you'll do oh, wait. any, any so, I just think just this, killed those fish. this is so good. It's so brilliant. This is what mo- movies do best. It's it's not subtle. But they're gasping, you know, for air. And it's just, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's on the nose, but, you know. Thumbelina will be the last to go with her tiny lungs. It's like an 80s movie, a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if there were just a bright light behind it, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ticking clock, right? Yep. Last sequence. And we still got a couple of bad guys left to take care of. We sure do. You know? 
Not sure how this ambush was planned, but not either because they just ran past that thing. Wait, how did they get past that? How was he there? How did he know to be there? It's it's just a fun scripty way to get rid of an asshole. Yeah. Another big zoom there, Mitch. Yeah. It's a uh, way more zooms than I remembered. He's having the time of his life driving that miner. He loves I mean, it. it. It looks fun. I don't necessarily want to like mulch people up or anything, but it would be fun to drive that thing through a through a wall. What I really love is the is the into the pipe or into the tube that it that so it's like that really helps sell the you know yeah. drilling into people's flesh and skin. Sure. So when this happens and that cuts into him and then they cut to that, it's like it's great. It really suggests something. it's lucky for them that he drove it a little too far into the wall yeah right oh ow that yeah that was pretty out that might have lobotomized her <laughs> it's just so funny that he decided to turn this guy into the into a bad guy well, remember what the article said? Verhoeven was like, you know, black actors had always played had all played good guys, and I thought that this would turn it around on the audience by having him be a bad guy. And I'm, I, I didn't really buy into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not sure what? what he means by that. <laughs> but Maybe it's a Dutch thing. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be. So we're so roaring crashes, towards the end. Right? Benny crashes him a shortcut. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Is that forced perspective? You think is that? What I yeah yeah yeah. I can't imagine they really built a because it didn't reactor. look it didn't look like a a, a mat or anything. It no, it like didn't it at all. Like it was a forced perspective model, maybe. Yeah, I mean there was camera movement wow. there that probably would have revealed. Yeah, now that that's was, a composite. That is, but when they're coming through there, the camera's kind of moving up yeah, with it is. them, and there's it is. no yeah. No lack of scale in this movie, huh? No. Yeah, or ambition. Yeah. We're going to make an entire planet habitable. Right. And Dino hated There's it. another zoom. Look at that. You talk about your scale. It's you were saying and Dino hated... Hated the air. Giving the them air, the, the air. air thing. It's a great ending to a movie of this type. He didn't want to give them the air? Yeah, he, he said no Mars, no air. He said he didn't want that ending where they turn on this. Oh, oh! I thought them. he, I thought he didn't want them to do the whole bit, bit with. Oh, the anything air. with the air. Yeah, oh, maybe but, you're, maybe you're right. But well, Dino, without air, they'll die. Eh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> My conch, she for everybody. Here's where we have some interesting um, issues. <laughs> with I, know the Hulk. <laughs> I know where you're going. Look at that. That's pretty cool. It's like William Cameron Menzies. Yeah. Yeah, that giant underground feel with Hold the technology on. does have a whiff of the Krell, too. I'll need a hologram for this. <laughs> Stay here. I knew this would come into play at some point. Look how excited Director is that he might actually have a bushwhack and a chance to actually hit him with a bullet fired from his own gun. <laughs> He's so excited. He just, like, drops <laughs> to the floor and sits still. Like, I can him. get him. 
All right, so tell me this, Jason. Huh? How do any of these guys survive this? Yeah, that's yeah. When they all <laughs> shoot in the middle, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing there. Yeah, they go with the circular firing squad. First of all, it's a, yeah, it's a really bad idea, even if there is a guy there. But the fact that there isn't one, yeah, yeah. Every one of those bullets is going yeah, into bad every one shots. Of that's they're stupid. so bad at shooting; they can't even shoot each other. <laughs> that's right. That's how <laughs> shitty you guys are. And so, do you the booming Arnold so, laugh? So, is it that is it that sort of ludicrousness that keeps the movie charming? Yeah, yeah. And then it always glitches right when you need it to. Well, tell me this though: do, and then, are we are we <laughs> better? Would we have been better off without seeing him put the holographic wristband on? Did we really need to see? You're it right. It yeah, you probably didn't need the foretaste of it. But you know, the I'll tell you, I, Wait, the, I was the, think I was tr- I was pretty tricked though when I watched it the first time. Still, somehow, but you see him put yeah, that I thing on, you know that he's yeah. going to be a hologram the next time you see him. Yeah, I feel like there was a, a a TV commercial that had that double Arnold thing, and it was just so badass <laughs> to me. Oh, really? <laughs> now this is quite a risky move uh, on his part too. That stupid laugh. They're just so stupid. All these guys are just so dumb. I like he holds that flippant Ruger Mini 14 with one hand and shoots it like a pistol. God. <laughs> it's an assault rifle, homie. And Melina's going to contribute. I want to kill my guy, too. I want to. So she just became a hologram? Because uh, she was just. And then they shoot each other. So then, then it works. So then no, it... physics does work, but only <laughs> sometimes. The... What is going on? <laughs> it's Mars, you know. It's different. Richter's so worthless. So Yeah, worthless. get on that elevator. That's a good and idea. And what are you doing there? Where are you going? He's running. He's a coward, he's man. He's so shitty. As soon as all of his guys died, um, he's, he's so getting the shitty. hell out. Hard to believe he can fight well at all, actually. Yeah, he's... No. he's see, he's only... Yeah, he can only really provide a sort of physical menace with a lot of surprise and a lot, yeah, and even that it's doesn't last. Manhandled. Even that doesn't last. He's beaten like a mayonnaise sandwich. Look at that. Just there every organ in his abdomen just gelled with that blow. <laughs> Everything just turned to gelatine. And here comes the line I've used most in my everyday life coming up. I mean, if you're going to see somebody at a party later, how do you not say this every time? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just ridiculous. <laughs> what would have been better is if he'd, like, taken off his watch because he had, like, a nice watch and kept it. That would have been full full Verhoeven. It wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't a nice watch. <laughs> it was. That guy has no, generic. Your Casio. Your Martian Casio. Sure. so great in this he really is just so great the mixture of somehow provide managing to inject vulnerability into stuff a lot maybe because he's a guy who's following a plan that he he didn't really write himself but it's just it's great <laughs> and then the angry high school principal don't touch that don't put that liquor in that punch what are you doing <laughs> he's awful this sounds like he's dealing with permanent Martian constipation. How did he know that he was there? Well, he knew he at was the going top. There. He knew he was, he was going. He, was going he, he knew he was there. headed for the. This is the one thing because he... he knew Richter was a total dud. <laughs> yeah, That's why. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> but this is the one thing he can't let happen. So this right. is the place he's gonna be just in case. But no, <laughs> he's just so shitty. He's really pissed off about his friend. He wants him to come back to him, doesn't he? Right. Yep. Don't you remember, man? The beers, the, the Unos, tinkering in the garage. Come on, man. Oh, and there, yeah, away he goes. Uh-oh. With his little detonator that uses like it's looks like it's built to program like a big track or something. Or Simon. Uh-oh. It's weird. We're back to the old uh, hanging off the thing again. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's not as thrilling the second time. Although that's kind of clever. Oh, I like the, uh, the rope business. The climbing the rope. Yeah, yeah. that's clever. Going to make him work for it. Just hang on long enough for me to terraform the planet, will you? <laughs> Just, that's all I need. Yeah, an already multiple times shot Ronnie Cox is not going to have the upper body strength to hang on. No. <laughs> he ha- barely has enough in him to muster hysteria. And then to get fucked and killed. Wow. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, you're in the way. I've got to drop air prices on this planet, and I'm going to do it right now. And here we are again, right? Back at the beginning. Back at the very beginning. Nice white sun. It's immediate, the effect. Love it. Yeah, the zoom was nice, that one. I like that one. This is pretty cool. All the energy waking up and the thing heating. That's pretty cool. And that another and great botine face, you yeah. know, with the eyeballs popping out. It's pretty pretty darn convincing. Probably wasn't this exciting. Was it? You said you saw it on VHS yeah, when on you first VHS, saw it. Yeah. <laughs> the first like fifty times I watched it was on VHS. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Well, we're watching a uh, a Blu-ray that has this and Terminator Two on it, so oh. it's sort of a, a wow. dis- yeah, discount. But it looks pretty good. Good eyes completely out of the head at that point. Yeah, it looks like Big Daddy Roth <laughs> yeah, illustration, right? right. So luckily for them, they came out just just late enough that they might get some of this air. I think Cohagen's out of luck, though. Yeah, if we can generate a planetary-wide atmosphere in 60 seconds, <laughs> we have a good. fighting chance. <laughs> and I see we got an, Ar- an Arnold, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. The only man who... So the the, the gimmick is it melts the ice. Yep. And makes air. And makes air. 
Uh, Hopefully Elon Musk is watching and you know, and, and still blows, and we're still going to get some stuff blown up and destroyed too. Well, yeah, I like that it's brutal in how it saves their lives. It's destroying everything around them to save their lives. It's pretty cool. Oh that's God. a pretty that's a pretty amazing effect. I mean, you're not really going to recover from that, right? Like your facial deformities, are well, this guy's blood got, vessels will not unburst. He's been, right? he's been slammed in the nuts like five well, times. Though, hers so is <laughs> hers is really kind of brutal. It's a little bit more, even more convincing somehow. More convincing than something like, say, Outland. Yeah. Uh, uh, bringing up Outland. Uh, Jason, did we talk about? Out- I enjoy did, Outland. Didn't we do some? Oh, we discussed that. It's not a good movie, but I enjoy it. I just don't like the stupid little boy in it. Right. We we discussed this at length back when we were doing Aliens episodes. That's right. I love you, Daddy. (laughs) It's It's not mutual, Paul. Christ, put your mother on. Put your mother on. I won't be around uh, again anytime soon. Nasty, pig-faced little boy in his braces. I hate him. (laughs) And apologies to the actor. It's it's we've, it we've is been through all of this before. Some people are gonna get sorry. Flashback. No, it's okay. Uh, it's I not an obsession. All you listening, to, watch Total Recall. Oh. This is an amazing scene. It's an incredible <laughs> finale. Focus on that. Uh, my apologies too. Oh, there we go. We're gonna get some other people. Yeah, holding on for dear life. There's not much to say about some of this stuff just because it's it so cool. Well, I mean that's that's <laughs> that's right neat. There. Yeah, that's pretty great. That is life spewing from a mountain. Now, they're really got to be dead by now. Oh, no, it's going back in. The eyes are Don't going worry, back we're, in. We're going to be perfectly fine now. Yep. <laughs> Boy, that was a close shave we use, had. That Wow. Here's a lot of moisturizer. For Do you remember we were on that Martian mountain and our eyes are bulging out and our lungs are exploding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that a time? Wasn't that a time? Is that mountain supposed to be Olympus? Probably Olympus on Mars. Mons. Yeah, Olympus Mons, the big one. Oh, yeah. Wow, it's like a biblical epic. <laughs> Suddenly it's the silver chalice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Truly this was the yeah, is son that of Seal God. Bibble from Phantom Menace down there. Wow. Aw. Blue skies. We did it. She's wondering. So, so we were told at the beginning that he was going to save the planet, right? We yeah, everything that, that Bob McClain said thing. would happen happens. Yeah, That's we saw a, a a CG model of her uh, developed right in front of his face, yeah. and something that was mentioned in that documentary by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, there is a little hinty bit in the score that they planted in there that he and Verhoeven talked about. There's a little tinkling. I don't know what you call it. Oh, that's right. And yeah. That's supposed to suggest a dream. And he puts huh. it in right here. As, as that looks like a dreamscape, though. Yeah, Look it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've always been of the, you know, I don't care that much, but I've always just thought, yeah, this is all in his mind. I mean, to me, that's interesting enough. I don't need Schwarzenegger to have actually done any of this stuff. So the end of it is him, Harry, kicking his chair to wake him up off his lunch break. Yeah. He closes up his lunch bucket and gets back on the hammer. <laughs> Something like that. Harry, I killed you in a dream. Oh, Doug. Get back on the hammer. Would you go to that recall place? <laughs> told right. you not to go there. See, well, that's a nice shot, too. It doesn't really matter, though, does it? Whether it's in his mind or not. No, it doesn't at all. No. 
I think which is what's great. That, that's you know? better that way, you know. Yeah. Like I can imagine. Uh, I hate it's to sound like, like an a old dream. I hate being an old fart, but I can imagine somebody today trying to do this and insisting that you had to, you know, hammer that home. That yeah. It's only a dream. Somebody would spin a top at the end, and it wouldn't. Kiss me before you wake up, right? So it's so yeah. it so it acknowledges it, but it does it really playfully, and gives us what we want to see. There's the little bit of score, yeah, right there. So Jerry Goldsmith's trying to tell us it's a dream. Maybe they're in heaven. Maybe yeah. they died on that rock. All right. Yeah. Hey, we got through a whole movie, another whole movie. Well, that was great. Thanks for uh thanks guys for coming over and yeah. doing this. We'll 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 maybe uh how long is Starship Troopers? It's long, it's, isn't it's it? Not that long. Oh, it isn't. Okay. Burly Minor. Oh, there he is, okay, Mickey Jones. Burly Minor. Burly Minor. <laughs> Burly Minor with wispy face hair. Punk cabbie. Yeah. And then Robert Picardo. <laughs> oh, and Lin- <laughs> tennis pro. Wow. And Vic Armstrong, Indiana Jones himself. Your stunt coordinator. Yeah. Wow. And another Bond guy. Lots of yeah. bond, lots of Bond movies with old Vic. Wow. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Any final thoughts about uh, Ron Cobb, your conceptual magic, artist, right there? Of, uh, that, oh, there's the sure. magic. More so much alien and aliens yeah. crossover. Yeah. Wow. Here, uh, and then wow. thing crossover with Poutine, and lots of movies we've already discussed. Uh, kind of meeting confluence into this movie. But this was the one in Mer- in Mexico, though. This was the this Mexican This was the I thought that guy's name on the left was Donald Fuck, but it's Donald Flick. <laughs> yep. It looked to me... Elves and eyes can Judy look like fuck. Yeah, Judy Fuck, but it's Judy Flick. <laughs> Apologies to flicks? both the Flicks. <laughs> What's with all these Flicks? <laughs> Apologies to the Flicks. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You guys did a great job. Great movie. We're at the end of the commentary. No, yeah. People already tuned out. <laughs> Security <laughs> Chief Mayor Jorge Manchilla Lopez. Yeah, this That's is the part cool. where Carpenter and Russell always talk about their kids. <laughs> yeah. I hope we have yeah. some big announcements coming up soon, John. About uh, what, oh, Sven Ola Thorson was the trainer. Did you see that? Arnold managed to work him into this oh, movie. Oh, did he? Yeah. Sven Ola Thorson was your physical trainer. Oh, nice. Wow, helping a buddy out. Yeah, I, yeah, we should have some. We got some more stuff coming at some point. I don't want to tell anybody about anything anymore because we've not well, done what we've told them. We're the one time too we did times. it, we didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, only so once. We will do All some. Right. St- oh no, it's been a few times. Okay. Uh, well, we'll we'll do some stuff. Um, this is Jason sure. Heck signing off to go upstairs and use the bathroom. Bye, Jason. See you guys. In the Bye, movie. Jason. See Bye, you. everybody. Bye.